everybody, I'm Lynn. I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And we're we are telling on ourselves. Thank you, Vicki. We decided to not try to do it together <laughs> because we're still zooming. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Let's go back to my room. And this that is the right to Zoom, Boston, <laughs> Mass. <laughs> this is episode three or four via Zoom. Four? No, but you know what it is? It's 50. It's 50. It's episode 50. Bicentennial episode. Oh. No. Not bicentennial. No. That's 200. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, um, what is it? <laughs> we don't even want to try. <laughs> no, we don't. It's just like, it's five centuries, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Lord, no. Lord, Lord, Betty Ford. <laughs> yeah. Five decades. <laughs> right? Yep. Five decades. It's the V. Super. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Has first thought wrong. I do. I do have first thought wrong. I mean, we are shelter in place still for going on a month now. I think mm-hmm. this Saturday it will be a, a month, and the first couple of weeks were really, really good. I mean, I was actually having a lot of fun being at home and having no responsibilities and no commitments and just getting to do Brie. And now I think I'm sick of myself. Getting <laughs> there. Um, but things have been kind of stressful at work. And so I'm starting to get a little resenty there, you know, because it's, it's hard to have to make sales in this kind of economy right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's just challenging. So when I get done with work, well, first of all, before I go to work, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back to drinking coffee. I'm like having this caffeine addiction re resurface. I was doing pretty good where I was just drinking tea for a while. And so this coffee addiction has resurfaced. And I also have been loving to like dump this really delicious creamer in my coffee. It's caramel. And then Mm. I'm trying to recreate this cold foam, cold brew from Starbucks, except have it be a cappuccino version. And so like (laughs) I put salt in the, I, I froth it and then I put salt in it. So it's like salted caramel cappuccino. And I mean, I chug these things. And I'm going through like a half a container of cream a day, like, because it's so good, but it also makes me feel happy. It's like hitting all of the, like the dopamine receptors that are like, oh, this is so enjoyable and tasty. And then on my lunch, every, every day on my lunch, I think for some reason, I'm like, man, I wish I could go take a smoke break. Like I wish I could go have a cigarette or I wish I could just had a vape that I could just like whip out right now and start puffing on it. Now, I will totally admit, and I'm unashamed of the fact that I sucked my thumb until I was like 13. They told me I had to quit sucking my thumb or I couldn't get braces. That's the only reason I quit sucking my thumb. I would still suck my thumb to this day if it weren't for that. And I, I have a blankie. Like I still have a blankie. It's, it's yellow. Oh, actually, it's right here because I take it with me everywhere. <laughs> and I smell it and I cuddle it and I like play with it with my fingers so I've always had this like addictive personality. It's the point I'm trying to make. So 
like now I get to sit at my desk with my blankie, drinking all my coffee and my cream. And then at lunch, I want my cigarette. And then after work, I want TV. And that's my thumb. And to suck my thumb. No, I actually don't want to suck my thumb, which is really good. Um, (laughs) Small victories. Um, But yeah, so I, I, and then I've been pacifying myself with the television. So Mm -hmm. I'm into Gilmore Girls right now. I'm into the second season now. Mm-hmm. So, and then at nights, I was trying to think if there was like a bad nighttime habit. I, I think I'm, I'm good, but like it's six o'clock right now and I want more coffee. Like all I can do is think about like tomorrow I get to have coffee creamer. Like that's what I'm thinking in my mind right now is tomorrow I get to make another coffee. So I want today to be over. So tomorrow can come so I can have my coffee. And so that's kind of my first thought wrong right now is really just this like obsession with needing to find things that are going to comfort me instead of finding comfort within myself or, you know, my higher power. Second thought, right. Was downloading an app for meditation though. And I got a 30 day free trial from a friend who suggested it to me. And I've been doing that for the last three days. So I've been doing that on my lunch break instead of actually having a cigarette. So that is, kind of like the second thought, right? Is I'm like, okay, what are the things that I can do to feel better? Meditation. Mm-hmm. My shoulders impinged right now. I can't exercise. That's probably another reason why I have all this like energy that I just feel like would be great if I could have a cigarette. I don't know, but so yeah, we're, we're, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, seriously. And I've mm-hmm. been telling myself that like, just get through today. Don't have a cigarette today. If you still want a cigarette tomorrow, have a cigarette tomorrow. Today, you're not going to have a cigarette. And it's interesting, too, because what you're what you're searching for and what you're finding comfort in now is what you said at the beginning was, I'm finding things that trigger my little dopamine. And maybe it's because you're not getting a lot of external stimulation because you're inside all the time. It's just you and Dave and busy in the four walls. So maybe that's where this is all coming from is you're needing some kind of stimulation. And those have always been your go-tos. Yep. Caffeine and nicotine. So it makes sense. Cigarettes are so great though. They get you outside (laughs) into nature. You know, I always admired those smokers. And if you're one of these smokers, like props to you. Like I actually would admire you if you're one of those smokers that can sit in your car with the windows completely rolled up, just smoking in your car, like no, not even a crack of your window or you're at like a park or something kind of public and you're, it's like more of a, like a healthy type of situation or fitnessy type of situation. And you're having a cigarette <laughs> or you're at your kid's baseball game, sitting in the bleachers with like all the parents or like next to the bleachers. You're just smoking your cigar. I'm like, yeah, you're like, what? No, you give no shits. It's good for you. Well, see, I was a child of the 70s. So I grew up um, riding in the car with both parents that were smokers. And in the wintertime, they would not crack a window. My sister and I would be in the back seat, just like. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. you don't smoke cigarettes, Lynn. Like, I feel like that much nicotine would get you addicted. <laughs> On and off, I have. My sister, though, was absolutely just, I mean, if she drives down the road past a car and they're blowing smoke out the window, she closes the vents on her car. She's that hardcore about it. Trigger. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Brie, I don't think you're crazy and you're doing all the right things. And you certainly, your second thought wrong of starting meditation is, you know, hats second off to you. Wrong. Second thought right. I mean, yeah. yeah, sorry. Thank you. Your second thought wrong was right. <laughs> yeah. So that's been good. 
yeah. kind of be gentle on yourself. These are weird times, you know? Well, right. Yes. Definitely be kind to ourselves because nobody knows what's going on or what we're going to do. And it just brings me back to that saying someone said, like, people, alcoholics are, um, we've been training for this for the whole time of our recovery, one day at a time, one day at a time, one day. And that's all we can do right now because we, it is so out of our hands. Little did we know we'd have to stay inside with our one days at a time. <laughs> but we can go on walks. We can go on walks. We can be in nature. Except it snowed today. Oh my God. It was very snowy. Great old Chicago. So pretty. so pretty. But it's almost melted now. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost gone. Well, are you all ready? Y'all ready to get started? Definition Corner coming your way from Lynn G. It's, I'm excited. So our topic, we decided we kind of bounced around a few things. We landed on healing. And actually, when Bree signed on today, she goes, what are we doing? <laughs> so this is really going to be uh, for all of us off the cuff, which I think is always better. Because even in the past, we picked topics ahead of time. We didn't talk about what we thought about it until we actually started having our conversation here. So I like it. So healing, definition. I went through a couple of different sources. And interestingly enough, the thing that spoke to me was from a medical journal. So, yeah, and it, and you're going to really love the direction I went with this. So healing is an intensely personal subjective experience involving a reconciliation of the meaning an individual ascribes to distressing events with his perception of wholeness as a person. I'm going to do it again? Yeah, please. Because <laughs> there's more intensely personal subjective experience that's involving a reconciliation of the meaning an individual ascribes to distressing events with the perception of what that wholeness of a person would be. Okay. You follow me? Say it in English or can you say it in Vicky ease? I, I can. So we have something really intense happen and it's subjective. Like this is only our viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And then we find a way to reconcile our viewpoint and the meaning that that is giving us to what it's going to take for us to have a perception of being okay again after something traumatic happens. Does that help? So, okay. I understand the first part, then do go again. And I understand the last part. The middle part has me a little confused. Involving a reconciliation of the meaning an individual ascribes to distressing events. So it's, how a person intakes that information of a distressing event. So you're reconciling with how you take the information in and then how do you live your life, perception of your wholeness after that event. So like how we live our life. Okay, so kind of like we could use our disease mm -hmm. as a very good example. So when we first come in, we're like, oh, I'm fucked. And life is going to suck because I'm never going to be a whole person anymore because you're taking away my shit, right? Mm -hmm. so is, that a, is that kind of yep. exactly okay? But, but so I'm not how is that healing. Well, I'm not finished. Okay. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> you get here by personal transcendence of suffering. So, in the medical community, there's a narrow idea of spirituality and methodology in curing a disease or curing an illness. And they like to keep it separate. They call it alternative medicine or holistic medicine. And they like it to be separate because they can't divine it. Uh, they, they can't, can't divine it? 
no, they can't um, define, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> define it either. They can't define, define, <laughs> define something that's spiritual, that's like cosmic, right? right? So they call it alternative and holistic. So that's where they get around that. So if you're talking about the personal transcendence of suffering, the, the definition of transcendence, because I thought we should know that, is the expansion of personal boundaries, including potentially experiencing spiritual ideas, such as considering oneself an integral part of the universe. Wow. So the way we heal is by transcending our suffering. See how it all ties together? Well, and it's a spiritual solution. Exactly. Uh, actually, in a, so medical dictionary, in a medical piece of work in a medical journal i had to do i had to look up several different different definitions to get this and this was uh, my take on what i read basically i took notes and this is what i took away from it well i was gonna say you're very academic right now <laughs> you're making me feel dumb <laughs> <laughs> this is reminding me of my my philosophy course i took in college it was like some, something of feminism something the first paper I got a C on, I was out of there. The chick who taught the course was like a chaplain in the Air Force was this woman, but she was so scary. And the first day she was talking about existentialism and the chair is a chair because the chair, I don't even know. It was, it, it was horrifying. I was not where I was in life that I am now. Was it the feminine not, mystique? What? Was it the feminine mystique? No, nothing about mystique. It was like, I don't know. I, 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 was, <laughs> I read that book. But I'm so flashbacks. So if we think about healing, it is our transcendence of suffering. And we do that when we get past our personal subjective experience. We have like this personal viewpoint of what's happened to us. And the way we get beyond that is through transcendence, which is an expansion of personal boundaries, including potentially experiencing spiritual ideas that that make us think, hey, maybe we're part of something much bigger than ourselves. Well, right. That's so how you it, get past it. it. Basically thinking that we're, when we come in, okay, so this is where I'm going. This mm-hmm. make, it makes me think of being a me, you know, like it's only me and I have the worst situation. But then we realize our healing happens as we realize that we're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And as like, and then we become connected to ourselves and each other and we oh, that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. pretty 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 interesting well and I think about in program or in whatever we say secrets keep you sick mm-hmm. and with our disease when we're able to talk about our secrets or our darkness or our past there is a lot of freedom in that and there's so much healing in that too that goes back to what you were saying Vicki about connectedness like having people that you can share this with in a judgment-free, loving area, you know? Um, And if you think about, in my case, childhood trauma. So I learned how to navigate my life from the perspective of a five-year-old that had to protect herself and have all these defenses up in order to survive and to live. So as an adult, I was still trying to navigate my life and any kind of upsets I would have or any kind of difficulties, I would revert to that five-year-old because that was the viewpoint that I'd taken on that had got me through a really difficult period and I never learned to change it. And until I could learn how to heal that five-year-old and tell her she's okay and I'm going to take care of her, then I could move on from that. 
So if you're thinking about, you know, spiritual, mental healing, um, more than just, it is a wound, it's a wound in our soul. And we get there by, as Bree said, sharing our secrets, uh, finding people that can can accept and love us non-judgmentally and that we feel safe with, whether that's a therapist, a circle of friends, you know, your church, your pastor. We, but we do have to find that because we need that connectedness. We're human race. You know, we're not individuals. We need each other. Well, clearly that's what we're learning through this experience as a world is that yeah. like this, you know, is not the ideal situation for humans. <laughs> well, and, and we're discovering it, it supersedes religion, politics, race. All that stuff doesn't matter when we're just talking about surviving this unseen um, danger. All that other shit doesn't matter. On most planes, playing fields and such. Right. It's big, heavy stuff, ladies. Yeah. Well, and I think part of the healing for me too was just because knowing that, you know, all the stuff I did or like being an alcoholic doesn't, I mean, it, it defines who I am, but it doesn't define who I am. If that makes sense. <laughs> Did that just make sense? No. Um, I am like the healing came knowing that like, I wasn't all of those bad decisions, even though those things that I, so like Lynn, what you were talking about, tra childhood trauma, like a lot mm -hmm. of people carry that around or they feel like dirty or they, you know, there's so many things that they think that they are because they've taken this on as their like identity and it be has become such a part of who they are and we can start to shed some of that stuff. And I right. think that was like, so I guess for me, it was like, okay, I was a shitty person but it was because of I had a disease that was untreated or the treatment for it was either alcohol or a spiritual experience. And I was, didn't have the spiritual experience and didn't know about the other solution. So I was mm -hmm. treating it with alcohol. Therefore I was taking on, like, I, I, I truly thought I was an awful person for like 15 years of my life, I was so mad that I had to have the personality that I had, that I felt like nobody liked me. And I was always going to have all of these like icky personality traits that nobody would ever like. And it's like, Oh, but I'm not always those things. I just do that when I'm not treating my disease, when I'm not taking my medication mm -hmm. and it's going to be one or the other, it's going to be the alcohol or it's going to be sobriety and a spiritual, you know, well, for me, for me, it's, those are my two options. Other people in sobriety might have other options. They might have other things that help them stay sober. My solution that I found so far is either is a spiritual, you know, connection mm -hmm. or it's going to be drinking. Right. Um, it's, um, I've heard, I hear this a lot with newcomers and you just said it again, Brie. I'm, I was a shitty person. You weren't a shitty person. You made bad decisions and you may have done some shitty things. You are not a shitty person. Just like I'm not a shitty person. I did some really shitty things but because I'm of my disease. Just kidding. <laughs> you, have to heal, you have to heal from that too. And exactly. to have self-compassion for yourself. Well, it's like in the definition where it says you have this one point of view and then your point of view has to change. Your personal subjective experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does, it has to change. And the only way you can do that is by accepting, forgiving, trusting, believing. In that order? Or can it again? No. Accepting, believing, trusting. What did I say? Accepting, believing, trusting, forgiving. 
I don't know what order, Vicki. And then giving, forgiving, giving. Yes. Yes, that's what we do. And I just remembered my first thought wrong. Um, it had to do with you, Brie, <laughs> in another Zoom call. <laughs> oh, the other night, <laughs> Monday. Abort mission, just abort the mission. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. It'll be my my first thought wrong, unless we have- I'll write it in my, I'll write it in my notes, Ricky. Basically, if we were cartoons, she wanted to come up behind me and hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> If she was being, if she's being completely honest and telling on herself, I but I was like, me. I was, I was acting worthy of the frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, okay, so it's interesting though that all these things, right? These definitions and and these things that they talk about in these big words, um, if you just break it down into like simplistically the steps, you know, right. like. Uh, admit defeat. Find, find, yeah, some kind of higher power. Um, confess your sin, not your sins, but confess, take inventory, then determine what's why you're fucked up, like what your character, do you, what your go tos are, or whatever. Then make amends to mm-hmm. yourself and others. And then you continue to do that and help other people do it. Yeah. And by helping other people do it or doing any type of service, then you are continuing it because it's top of mind, which is why I feel like I need to keep going to meetings because for me to heal, I can like healing is a verb for me. I have to stay in healing because I I can be in pain. If I stay away from the, the solution too long, then I get into pain. And then when I'm in pain, I'm going to eventually find something that's going to make me feel better. And if I stay in the healing part of it, I won't, you know, I get to rely on God. I get to rely on people that God talks to me, you know, because for me, I need the I need that connection to be, Mm -hmm. um, that's how I hear things. That's how I see things so far in my journey. And otherwise I can go back to sick. Otherwise I can go back to sickness. And, and that's, what's so crazy about, you know, this marathon that like all, all of us have been on to deal with the coronavirus quarantine, um, is that this one day at a time thing is because, it's such a mental mind F mind fuck that we need to remind ourselves. Like for me, I need to remind myself every day that I have a choice. I can be negative and be out of harmony or I can be positive and I can be in harmony. And sometimes if I start out negative and I'm out of harmony and I do go to a meeting and I hear the things that God is telling me through all these other humans, then I become I become more like, oh, leveled off. Like, oh, okay, this is what's important. Or this is how it could be. I could be that person that thought I was a piece of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly. And I'm not that person anymore. Like that person, well, but see, I am still that person when I go into my sickness. That's, you know, like like whatever these wagon wheel ruts that are being, you know, being filled in. 
um, with God and, and spirituality and, and you guys and love and all this stuff. Um, but it's very easy for, to go back to, oh yeah, nobody likes you. You're a pain in the ass. You're annoying. You do this too much. You, you know, it's very easy to go there when I'm not staying in the healing process. So I guess I need to keep healing. Like, I don't want to stop healing. I'm yes, not going to be healed, you know? Um, when you were talking about the wagon roll ruts, it made me think of something that you have often said, Vicki, about how you used to be such a gossip and how now when you do it, it gives you an icky feeling. And I think if we practice all of these things that we do when we're not spiritually fit, if we're not feeling connected, when we start, you know, having bad thoughts or choosing to be negative, we can get past that to where when we do go back to that, because we knew that was our go-to before, it'll be icky. It's like, this is really uncomfortable and itchy. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our reminder. It's like, we are definitely not in following the right path and the right wagon wheel rut. And it's by practice. And, you know, you, you just, you get to keep practicing it. Well, and the thing is, is some of these things I didn't even know were a problem. Right? Like, that's how sick I was. I was so sick that I didn't know gossip was a problem. I didn't know, um, like, I didn't know it was a problem to talk bad about myself. I didn't know it was not a good idea to, um, to, to just eject and, like, like what I can think of now is like hide, you know, hide in my bedroom. That's a mm-hmm. character defect. Like when I isolate, right. That is for me a character defect. And I didn't know that that was bad. I'm like, well, I'm not hurting anybody. You know, that thing we hear all the time. I'm not hurting anybody, but we are, we're hurting ourselves and we're hurting the people that love us and that, you know, and we're not having respect for ourselves. And there, if you're not having respect for yourself, you're not having respect for all the work you've done to heal. It's like you're negating that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a process, right? You'd have to do the work. And I think sometimes if, you, if, if you're newly sober, sometimes it's a gift if, if someone explains that to you and you actually grab onto that and understand that if you can like let that part marinate that like it will be okay but being okay takes a little bit of time but you're going to be okay it's a process sure and that's where accepting trusting forgiving believing comes in well right you have to um like that whole thing that i used to say all the time or that i say all the time i believe that you believe right yeah. I didn't believe me, but I believe that you guys, that whatever you were saying was actually a true thing for you, that you had conquered this, this, you know, mess that I found myself in. And the important part of our program is that we have to, what I'm learning, because I've been watching these speakers every single night, Mm -hmm. is that you do have to qualify yourself as one of us. Like you do have to show us for me to believe for me to believe that they got better, I have to know that they had that hopeless feeling that I had. And that's mm-hmm. how I can have hope that I can get better and heal because they have. And one of the things I say all the time is when people that have that do have a lot of time under their belt, when they go through hard stuff and they're honest about it, that it's not easy and that they still have to work at it, it makes me feel hopeful that I can go through hard stuff too. Yeah. 
I was just thinking that recently I don't think about healing. I was telling you guys before we started recording, I was like, I don't consciously think about stuff that I need to heal in my life. But something cropped up recently. And I think I had talked about it on one of the episodes about a friend that I had a dream about. And it kind of disturbed Mm -hmm. like my whole week. And it's like, I need to heal from this. Like, and I, there's specific action I can take to heal from this. So sometimes what I'm trying to say is, it's amazing how sometimes you don't even know that you need to heal from something until it's time. Like all of a sudden, what do they say? When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. Everything will have its time. So you also don't need to rush through healing too or get frustrated with it if it's not, you know, you don't feel better tomorrow. I mean, this is something that happened this relationship with this friend ended quote quote ended seven years ago, maybe. And I was sober for, you know, whatever for five in total or whatever. So I've been in the program, whatever, working on my sobriety for five years. And it's just now that I'm like having this come up, like I need to address this. This is really, really painful. It's affecting me. I just think that's, you know, every, it will come in time. And there was one of the speakers that we were listening to this week who was also saying something about that she hadn't addressed something for a while because she wasn't ready to heal from it. Like, you know, she had mentioned, and I can't remember exactly what the example was, but I, I remember thinking, wow, you've been sober that many years and you just like didn't address this thing. Well, yeah, you do it when you do it. I think that's interesting, Bree. Because I beat myself up about things that I feel like I should have gotten past that I haven't yet, that I haven't been able to let go of. And I need to remind myself that I'm still new in sobriety, um, that I'm still a toddler, still learning, and I don't have to do everything all at once. You know, you take it apart piece by piece. And it's, it's, I think of it like paying down debts. They always tell you to start with your smallest one and work your way up. And that's kind of how it is with healing. And, and you're mm-hmm. thinking about transgressions about, against people or even yourself. It's not going to all get tied up in a bow and taken away all at once. Well, that's and you never I, graduate. You never graduate, right? Exactly. They say you're never done. And that's why I say healing has to be a verb. Yeah. And, and I forget that sometimes about myself and wonder why I'm still holding on to something. And it's like Bree said, it's, it's going to happen when I'm ready for it to. Uh-huh. Right. Well, okay. So I want to read something to you. Um, I did some work with my sponsor today on step 10 and um, it's out of this Joe McHugh book, which is which mm-hmm. follow for um, the big book. Anyways, uh, from the Joe and Carly tapes, it says, After we take on this challenge for a while, it becomes exciting. The more we do step 10, the more we learn about ourselves. It becomes a project. This is healthy. We've been running from ourselves for so long and now we can take an interest in ourselves. It's not a negative kind of self-centeredness. Instead, we begin to see what we may contribute to life, what our talents may be, what our lives are all about. This kind of self-interest is healthy. We can now have goals and ways to meet our goals. We can have success and purpose for living. 
and and that's the that's the piece of it is, is is that it's practice the key is that you have to keep practicing how to get through these life moments so that you can be healthy in yourself and that you can trust yourself and that you can so like one thing that that made me think of was before when I did things, it wasn't healthy. I might've been doing a positive thing, but it wasn't healthy because I was, my motivation for doing it was to get something externally from you, a pat on the back or mm-hmm. love or uh, prestige or, you know, it was always self-seeking. I was always seeking something from everybody else. But now when it's healthy, when I'm in healing, I'm not looking outside. I'm getting that from my higher power and from me, like from that feeling in your stomach, like what you were talking about, Lynn, that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel right. And I had that feeling in my stomach before, but I would say, fuck it. And I'd get high. You know, I mean, it was, that was, I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, you know, it's it's what you're talking about too is that integrity um, print you have on your wall. That's like the when you're in the right place, you're doing it because it's right, not because you're wanting to get praise from someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the healthiest thing we can do for ourselves, right? And yeah. it's not easy. And sometimes it's not even easy to figure out what that is. Like, that's why I like how they put it, that it's exciting. Like there comes a point in your recovery when it does become exciting, where you can, you're recreating your life. Like you're, you're building a new world for yourself and it is exciting. And you don't have to be that same person that used to think all those thoughts. And that's cool. That's like the gift. I think maybe that's sometimes why I get uncomfortable um, by praise about my cooking. Cause I don't do it for that. And it makes me very uncomfortable because I feel like maybe there's a part of me that still is self-seeking that way, even though I know I'm not. And it just, it, it, I'm always kind of conflicted. It, it makes me very uncomfortable. And that's why I, to the point of, I'm modest, like to the point of almost, I don't want to seem ungrateful but, or ungracious, I think is the right word. But I think maybe I am because I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, let people thank you for the good that you do. Right. You know? And I, yeah, and I struggle with that. I know. Me too. Mm-hmm. Lynn, has anyone ever said, oh, Lynn, this is so delicious. And you go, in it? <laughs> yes. In it? <laughs> or I totally people say, oh, it's no big deal. <laughs> I would love yeah, it yeah. if you just every time. In it, though. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will tell you sometimes when I'm making something I've never done before and I'm surprised that it's good I'm like this is really good isn't it <laughs> and that's just like surprise on my part and then I'm like I wonder how that is <laughs> construed <laughs> or misconstrued misconstrued yeah so, um do we have any golden nuggets I think we should probably I think we could wind it down yeah I've got lots free and I'm raising my hand <laughs> Um, well, I, I want to say, I feel like knowing you ladies over the last couple of years, I feel like we've all healed a lot. You know, I've seen all of us heal and grow 
I definitely feel like I've healed so much from like the 14, 15 year old kid that was like so angry and so depressed and so sad and so dramatic. And so, you know, like I got to remember I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I've healed a lot of that. Like I don't, I don't stew. I'm not depressed all the time. I'm not angry. I don't want to die. You know, I've healed a lot of that part. And even though sometimes emotions come back, it's not my perpetual state of existence. You know, I've healed a lot of the anger. So yeah, this is good stuff and it gives me hope. Um, Golden Nugget, uh, Lynn, literally the process of accepting, believing, trusting, forgiving, and giving. And it's like a walk through a lot of the steps, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. I, I just, the, if I could just learn to rattle it off like that, that would be so cool. I think I'm going to try to know where it came from. What? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. She's a best divine. It's yeah, divine. Exactly. It was, yeah. Um, and then Vicki, of course, you know, healing is a verb. So I, I just thought that was cool. Cause that went, went along with like the whole process that Lynn had laid out and um, looking inside for healing, not looking out for out, outside things mm-hmm. to heal us. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, all of it was really good though. You know, I had, I was thinking, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. And now I just feel so like I was tired and I'm like, oh, I feel like energized by it. So lots of good stuff. Thank you, ladies. My golden nugget is the definition, um, you know, and just like you kind of breaking, I like how you, um, deconstruct things. Uh, and I think that's partially part of your cooking skills, right? You're mm-hmm. very good at deconstructing things and, and, and speaking them in my language. Um, but I didn't, you know, I got lost at a couple words and not that I didn't know what those words meant, um, as themselves, but connected. And so thank you for, um, for sharing that and finding that definition. And then the other thing for me is just the fact that like healing is a verb. That was a really, because I've never thought of that, really. But it's mm-hmm. something that we're all doing, all of us, all the time, as long as we're staying in our recovery, at least if we're working our program. Right. Um, thank you all both. Uh, Bree, I agree with you. In the time that I've known you ladies, uh, it's been fun and magical and just so amazing to watch all of us, our transformations, you know, we're constantly going into the little chrysalis and coming out a new butterfly, I feel like. And it's just so freaking cool to be a part of this journey. Uh, I, I, I mean, I love, I love you guys. Um, Hard. And, I, and Brie, I was the same as you. I was kind of tired. I was a little bit cranky. I was, you know, cause it's kind of later in the day for all of us compared to when we normally record. So I wasn't really feeling it. And then I started reading and I got so excited. So when Vicki came on, I was like hopping, like, I can't wait to talk about this. This is going to be awesome. It was kind of like last week. It's like, I, I, I now read things and I know you too well enough. I know that that's just the spark you're going to need for it to go. And I love to watch that magic happen. It's fun. Um, so I agree with both of you all healing as a verb. That was like a big mind blown for me for a golden nugget. I also love having the constant reminder, Vicki said this, to choose how your spirit will be that day. We, we do have a choice in that. And a specific action can be taken to heal when it's time. I think you said that, um, Bree, about we can take, when it's time, we'll find the specific action to take to heal. Awesome. 
Yeah. are the best. I love you guys. Thanks for for feeding me tonight, feeding me all this good. Thank you all. And thank you everybody. Like, rate, subscribe, share, download. 50. 50. Love each other. Wash your hands. Keep your face covered and still distance. It's not over yet. We love you guys. Peace. Love ya. Try back. Try back. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you're here. Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us and join our tribe at Telling On Ourselves on Instagram and Facebook. Tribe out.